Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is the Migs Cats, and I am Steve Migs, and I am here with the Reverend Enfuego. Hello, Glenn Cannon. I'm playing with my knob. Okay. That's a personal question. (laughs) Problem. Solution. All wrapped up in one. I can't guarantee that this is going to make much sense, my speaking and my ability to host a podcast today, because I'm working on almost no sleep. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, And and, and part of the reason is uh, there's two of the members of Bruiser Brody are in the studio with me. And we were recording uh, all day yesterday over at Robert Lang Studios and having an incredible time. So... Joining us as well is Jeff Rouse. Hello. And then Keith Ash. Also, Hello. actually, in a roundabout way, all have been members of Bruiser Bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I'm the unofficial sub. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I see Jeff got some, uh, Jeff Eason got some action. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we have like a, a spinal tap of bases. Yeah, 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 it's kind of the deal. Sorry, I guys. didn't blow. It's yes. all yes. Little Jeff, green globule. That's yeah. why we have you in today. We're going to have a conversation about this. Yeah, the, uh, intervention of sorts. Yes, your tardiness is. Yeah. Yeah. It, it sounds like a sitcom, though, dude. It's like two Jeffs and a Keith. Yeah. yeah. You know, man? Like, yep. I'm going to pitch this to ABC yep. and we're going to start cashing checks. We're, we're just the bass players anyway. What happens when three men share four strings? Yes, get a million views on that. Be careful, that might redirect to Pornhub, man. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, gosh. Redirect over to girlsongoats.org. Whoa. <laughs> well, at some point, we'll probably talk more about our experience in the studios, and uh, we'll hopefully have some new music to play for you guys in the near future. But again, we're at Robert Lang Studios, and we can't thank those guys enough. But the reason why we have uh, Jeff and Keith in studio is because, man, oh, man, have you put out something really cool and incredible, and well, this weekend... You. Uh, is a big celebration of a new record that you guys have just released called The Gemini. Yes. Um, yeah, Friday night we have a record release. It's a small one, and it's already kind of sold out. But uh, yeah. we, <laughs> Well, thanks for coming, then. Not well, kind of. well, <laughs> well, doing this whole thing, you know, it's we started from the ground up. I started from the ground up. And it's something that really, in most people's ears and lives, doesn't exist. So I didn't want to do a big release show at try to like sell all these tickets. I wanted to do things my own way. Mm-hmm. So we just found a really cool spot. It's old underground Seattle, old gallery. We're just gonna go down there and have a cool. It's like it's like, almost like you're in like London in the late seventies or early eighties. Like it's just a dark basement. We're gonna just go down there and play some music. And it's a perfect. place called Martyr Sauce. Martyr Sauce, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. on South Jackson in the Pioneer Square area. Absolutely, yeah, right down there. Yep. Well, that's cool, man. I mean, you guys are doing something intimate, and it also takes all the pressure and nonsense out of it. So you're doing something fun, unique cool low stress you're not on the hook to a bunch of people for over a bunch of crap you're just making music and doing something awesome for the people that want to enjoy it with you that's exactly what and that's exactly how this whole thing started and what did i how i wanted to do it in the first place so yeah let's talk about 
Uh, I mean, because Jeff obviously playing a bunch of bands in addition to playing with us in Bruiser yeah, Brody yeah, with sure. Duff McKagan's mm-hmm. Loaded. Also, you have your band, The Guessing Game, which mm-hmm. both of you guys are a, mem- a part of. Yep. Uh, so when I first saw that you were recording some new stuff, I thought, oh, new Guessing Game. Right. And then I realized, because I saw Keith is involved, mm-hmm. I saw Sean, also your mm-hmm. drummer, mm-hmm. Uh, Kathy as well. So it's just like, like this family of friends gathering together, but then I see it's a, a different project. It is. So yeah. tell us about why. Well, so towards the end of last year, November, December, I guess I started writing the songs right at the beginning of December. And um, and I always write songs every... I haven't been as much lately, but I kind of tend to write almost every day, just little things. And um, as I kind of finished the first song, I knew it was something different that wasn't going to work in the guessing game. Or, and I've always written songs. Even you know, you guys know how it is. You write songs like "Window Pane." That that song's not a window pane song. Yeah, it just may not fit. It, just, it doesn't mean it's not a killer piece of music. Exactly, but it just may not fit. Sure. So I just started the song, and then it kind of led into another song, and all of a sudden I had this little, these five songs that worked well together, but I knew wouldn't work well in anything else that I was doing, and so I just really wanted to follow that thought through, mm-hmm. and um, kind of just make some different colors and make some other other things and i did them all myself at first i did like i did all i demoed all five songs at my place and uh then just tried to figure out how i was going to record it and i called in my friends and i called in some other friends that i hadn't played with before and um we got it done really quick i mean in five months from writing the songs to the cd being out it's done and uh, who's who's involved with this? So I know Keith, of course. So Keith, why are you here, Keith? Keith plays some bass on it. Sean Zeller plays drums on it. Don Gunn plays drums on it. Barrett Martin plays on a track. Ryan Waters, um, Kathy Moore sings. Kathy Moore and Jen Ayers both sing on a song. Um, Chris Walla from Death Cab for Cuties plays on a song. Am I leaving anybody out? Gary Westlake? Gary Westlake. I'm sorry, Gary. Yeah, wow. Gary Gary Westlake <laughs> plays acoustic guitar on the song. So everyone just put their... I kind of picked and choose what people's strong points were for what I wanted to do. And um, and everyone just said yes. So it's pretty awesome. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it was cool. It was quick, too. We tracked the whole thing in... One week. One week. So, and that, that was, it was great. We, we had Jeff's demos... To start with, we built from from there. So he had made killer demos, and we didn't uh, have to worry about starting from scratch. Right. So we were able to use those and go. We did things kind of backwards. Well, it's cool, too, though. I mean, it sounds like you guys just went in the studio and banged it out. There wasn't a lot of second-guessing and chopping things up. It was, hey, look, there's a vision. Let's realize it. That was Let's capture deal. this. And there was no, like, everything... Was specific. Every part I wanted to be very specific. Mm-hmm. No jamming. Like, okay, this is what this is. This is. So in my head, I knew exactly how. Hopefully, how exactly how it was supposed to be in the end. So we put up the demos and then just kind of dissected them, and uh, just built them. How close from what you heard in your head to what we hear now? Would you say? Oh, it's it's exactly how nailed I it. it. Really cool. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. It's a different record. It's uh, there's rock moments in it, but there's oh. it's um. You know, I grew up, I was a heavy metal kid. I'll make this kind of short, but, you know, I loved Iron Maiden and Van Halen and Judas Priest. And I mean, I was, a, I grew up AM radio, Hall and Oates and all that stuff, but I didn't have an old, an older brother. So, um, I was a heavy metal kid, KSW. Yeah. You know, I'd go to the Squire shop and I'd get my KSW hoodie and, and, uh, 
in my stickers and Steve Slayton and all these people, you know, that have all that Rev, stuff. Rev's ears just perked up. Rev, have you been to the Squire shop? <laughs> no, but I remember that. Just I just remember that name. Yeah, I'm uh, showing my age a little bit. <laughs> it point, happens. Point being was um, when I first got into high school, all of a sudden I... You know, when you get into high school, you start meeting kids from other schools and different things. And, and I met some girls and this other guy, pretty gothy. Like, I'm like, these, who are you guys? This is rad. <laughs> so we would sneak out and I would go to Seattle and I would see bands. I saw the cult on the Dreamtime tour and I saw Skinny Puppy at the Moor and nice. Christian Death and uh, some pretty avant-garde weird stuff. And I would just smell like cloves and everyone had dyed hair black and I'm you know this was stuff I'd never been around before and um it was so awesome and so I kind of got immersed in this other kind of music and I was still the heavy metal kid but you know grew up in Puyallup there isn't a lot of not having an older brother or sister or anything there's you have to kind of find your own way and um and then, of course, I got into the Seattle music scene. So all this stuff is a product of my being. And when I was going to do this record, I kind of wanted to reflect all of this stuff that is in my head and in mm -hmm. my soul. And, um, and that's kind of just how it came out. Um, so there's loops and there's keyboards and there's rock guitar and there's big drums and you know, it's it, it's kind of everything. I, yeah, I figured I was describing it. Best just to listen to a track, and Ooh, we'll listen yeah. to a few. Uh, I, I selfishly want to pick my favorite, if that's no, okay with you guys. Uh, yeah, I'm still trying to wake up here, so yeah. Uh, I'm not awake yet. <laughs> yeah. I don't think any of us are. <laughs> but Rev might be. I got oh, a I'm motorcycle here. battery and some jumper cables over here in the corner. <laughs> yeah, Keith, yeah. Keith's been eyeing it quietly. Yes. Catch them to the nipples. Enjoy <laughs> I've got nipple clamps in the office. <laughs> oh, oh, God. We really it is KISW. Can we get those in here, please? Yeah. They're actually Stack. Ryan's. We got to borrow them from Castle. We'll have to ask him if that's okay. Oh, use oh. nipple clamps. Oh, we don't have the proper uh, cleaning fluids for that. Yeah. All right, so my, my favorite, I'm always such a fan of the very first song, and that usually dictates how, in my, that, that'll dictate my impression of a record. I think that's like the, the, the first impression. In, in a way. I always agree with that. And uh, I remember when you first sent me some of the tracks, it, well, I didn't even know this was going to be the first uh -huh. song off of the record. I remember texting them like, this is my jam. I, I love this song. It's called Fire. It's off of the new record, The Gemini, which is available mm -hmm. on iTunes. It's available mm -hmm. in stores and yep. everywhere. And of course, if are there any tickets left for the uh, no, Martyr Sauce? Not. No. So no. suck it, people. You can't go. <laughs> no. <laughs> so this is our moment. Just turn up the headphones, close your eyes, and pretend you're at the club. There you go. All right. So let's play uh, Fire off of the new uh, record by The Gemini here on the Mix Cast. As soon as I get this, I got to hit play. <laughs> <laughs> Technology. What an <laughs> underwhelming <Yeah>. segue. <laughs> right. Mentally delete all of this. Oh, yeah, okay. mentally delete it because I'm not editing it out. Okay. No, Nor am I, <laughs> It's got to be and part of the journey. It's yeah. all part of the journey. That's why you it. guys listen to this show. Yes. <laughs> talk over the song while it's playing yeah yeah <laughs> we could do like a behind that way people have to buy it to hear the full yeah, thing exactly yeah if you have any behind the music stuff that you want to share please special edition version. yeah yeah when the chorus kicks in that's i was listening in my car when i first heard this and i was like yes yeah. i'm so happy when I did the demo for this song, I knew immediately it was going to be the first song. 
really cool. Right? Yeah. Be proud, man. That's cool. Oh, That's thanks, really man. cool. Jeff sent me a demo of this without melody on it, and I was like, this is great. And then he sent me a couple days later one with the melody on it. I was like, oh, hold on. This is a whole different thing now. Yeah. What was it about this that you knew that this was going to be the first song on the record? Well, when I put the... So that initial thing is a baritone guitar, um, and I knew it was something really cool, and a lot of times I do my demo vocal takes in the middle of the night because I'll sit with the demo all day and then I'll lay in bed I'm like oh my god there's a thing and I kind of have to be quiet because it's an apartment and um, I kind of just sat on the floor and I did I somehow found this lower register and this other thing in my voice that I wanted to kind of explore and I did the verse and I'm like oh okay and I was up and I sat to the next morning I woke up and I had that chorus thing and I put the chorus down and I'm like that's it and then I put those little stabs in it and I'm just like Wow, this all makes sense to me, at least. And when you write songs, it always makes sense to you first. I didn't know if people would get it, but mm-hmm. um, I just could. It was the energy and the kind of song that I wanted to present first. When someone puts on the record, I wanted that to be the thing that they got. Oh, hell yeah. You know. Did you ever get yelled at by your neighbors like we did last night by Bob Lang? No, just, just a lot of, like, banging on the floor. <laughs> no. Jeff had already left by the time we were scolded. Uh, <laughs> But he yeah. did come downstairs later and was like, yeah. here's a bunch of free sodas. I love you guys. Everything's cool. <laughs> we were outside using way too colorful language talking about uh, a bowel movement I might have had at uh, oh dear, at uh, Jazz Bones. Uh, Among other things. We were yeah. talking about all kinds of stuff. Ah, dropping bombs at the yeah. show. But yeah. that was when Bob finally tucked his head on and goes, the old lady across the street just complained and you guys need to shut up and come back in the studio. <laughs> he said, cut it off now. Yeah. <laughs> we were all like, oh, that did not just happen. And we're just like, walk back in the studio like little kids, like we're in trouble. Dad's <laughs> mad at us. And that's a uh, fire off of the new record by the Gemini. It's oh, available wow. on iTunes. It's available Spotify. All Spotify. the stuff everywhere. You can stream it. You can purchase it. I suggest purchasing it. If you want the CD, you can get it on Bandcamp. It's the yeah. best place. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Easy Street and you know um, Silver Platters. All those. Yeah. All those places. It's cool, man. Really, with everything you said to set that up, mm-hmm. all of that's represented. You know what I mean? It's kind of the thing. Yeah. You know, like all those colors and flavors there. The, the even the choice of synth tone in the choruses. Right, all makes sense. It's like, oh man, I can hear '80s pop. I can hear heavy rock. I yep. can hear pop rock. Mm-hmm. I can hear, yeah, like everything you you were like, this is where this came from, and then hearing it, it's all right there. It's it, really cool. Thank you, Glenn. It wasn't yeah. intentional so much as I just let myself be open to let that stuff flow out. Yeah, you know, and it's um, I like guitar solos. I like big rock, but I like new order and and. Uh, you know, and nice. I like Peter Hook is one of my favorite bass players, but he's so melodic. All my favorite bands really have been melodic bass players, you know, sure. coming from, you know, uh, just got from Paul McCartney to Eric Avery from Jane's Addiction yes. to Duff to Peter Hook. These are all, not, without thinking about it, all these bass players drive songs with melodic bass. And you can really tell what it is. So, Fire, when I grabbed a baritone guitar and played that first thing, 
I'm like, oh, that's kind of Peter Hook. I love that's. I'm, but I'm gonna wear all these influences on my sleeve. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not gonna. I mean, that's where I came from. And at some point, as a musician, when you write songs, you, you kind of just let it go. I'm like, this is the record. This is me. This is all this stuff from when I from 13 until now. It's all there. Well, what's cool though, man, is what you created. I mean, that first track is really accessible. Like, no matter what type of music you're into it's it's not like listening to a mr bungle track where you're right like, whoa man wow these guys <laughs> right. are really into a lot of stuff and this is really eclectic it's well, like, i'm pretty sure mike Patton's farting in the yeah, microphone you right know, now like you know it's it's but this is completely accessible you listen to it you're like oh wow that's strong that's strong they're like you know a country fan could press play on that and be like wow this is a cool piece of music and connect with it hopefully and that's one of those things that mm-hmm. like i that's one of accessibility has always been if i can't connect with a piece of music mm-hmm. i well, I just said it. You can't connect with it, yeah. and it's cool, man. With all those varied influences, it, it's it's really wounded out, rounded out, and accessible. It's, it's it's really cool, man. It's uh, it was proud. it was weird when I first. I think you know Keith is always my sounding board, and um, so I, I don't maybe I, did I sing you like two songs at first? Or what, what yeah, was a couple. So you get like these emails like Keith, am I crazy? Yes, that's kind of <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Until yeah. this no, morning, actually, you wouldn't even say anything. You just like send the song and be like. Wait and you see what I say. The email was uh, an yeah. ellipsis, just yeah. three dots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, or the whatever emoji. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I have uh, the same exact kind of influences as Jeff. So I was, you know, I'd hear this stuff and I was like, yes, yes, let's do something with this for sure. You know, mm-hmm. what's the song for you that uh, stands out as one that you'd like for us to to, to jam out to? Um, off the EP, I would. Well, fire is the obvious, but um, actually, you can leave as a. Is a nice little. Uh, it's a different thing. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> like right there, I'm like, oh, a little Prince flavor. That's Ryan Waters. Prince's towards the end of Prince's life, he publicly said Ryan Waters was his favorite guitar player. What? <laughs> oh yeah. I didn't know that. Well, Ryan plays in Liv Warfield's band. Liv uh-huh. was Prince's his main backup singer for the last eight years or nine years. That's so, awesome. And live, they use the new power generation horns, and he lives in Pioneer Square. And yeah, it's just a guy that I wanted to use on this song. I'm glad you picked this one because I do love the, the hook on this song. It's just awesome. There's a little bit of Bee Gees in this. Absolutely. I'm not opposed to the Bee Gees. You know, <laughs> one bit. Yeah. It's a trip, don't This is definitely a little bit of the AM, AM kid in me, yeah. a little bit. But with Prince and a lot of other stuff also, you know. Oh. Potty mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Runs over there writing the time stamp down. Yeah. Hey, he's a ninja. Yeah, I forgot. We have a clean version of that. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsies. Oops. Yeah. It's fine, Jeff. Just go ahead and give me more work. Yeah. There's going to be another one coming up. Maybe I'll just talk right over it when it gets back. <laughs> it's Whenever we have someone from Bruiser Brody, beat. someone's cursing, yeah. right? Yeah. It's usually Travis that's the cursor, but this time it's Jeff. Well, I wanted to put the profanities in the the, the most poppy song on the whole EP. Um, you know, it's contradiction a little bit. Because he's a musician. He has to sabotage himself. Yeah. Yes. 
It's very Mike Patton of you. Yeah. <laughs> it's part of a trilogy called Lick My Love Pump. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's a Spinal Tap joke, and if you haven't seen the film, see it immediately. So when Ryan came in, I didn't have an intro for the song. I'm like, Ryan, we, like, I had this idea. I'm like, we just need like a When the Doves Cry intro, just do something. And Ryan just did it immediately. I'm like, well, that's perfect. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, you can go home now. Yeah, and, you and can then, leave. Um, and Ryan's <laughs> just genius. And um, the solo's coming up in a bit. But he did this solo, I believe it was the first take. Yeah. We actually had him play it like three times or four yes, times. The first take. But... We knew we had it on the first take. We just wanted to watch him play. Yep. <laughs> and, and here, and here it comes. I, I love this solo. And I just was sitting there with my. I'm just like, okay, well, the, the, let's. We don't need to do that again. To me, you know, you guys work in this studio with me now. You understand, like, I'm a big fan. One take, good. Yeah. yeah, we got it. Good. Let's yeah, do it. Like, I, yeah. I don't like to mess with everything too much. Yeah, you know, um, you have to have. Even this stuff is really structured. There needs to be an immediate energy to anything in the studio. If you can do that, even if you're tracking everything separate, not as a band, there needs to be that. Little well, if you, if you pick things apart too much, it saps. You can't regain that yeah, energy and innocence. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, in, yeah. If you, if you just pick it apart too much and second guess everything, it, it kills that mm -hmm. that anima about yeah, it. Absolutely. It really does. I man. completely it's agree. Tough. Now it's Kathy Moore and Jen Eyre singing back up on that, and same thing. They came in having no idea what they're about to do, and they just oh, they crushed it. Right it. I didn't send the demos to people that I wanted to, other than Keith. Anybody else that played on it, I didn't send the demos to them before we got in the studio. So they showed up and you went, here's what you're doing today. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that'll keep it fresh. But that's how I want it. Like yeah. when Barrett came in to do the, um, and I kind of pick, I kind of picked people to do things. That was obvious to me that Ryan should play on that song, but. Was that Keith on bass? That was me on bass. Oh, man. Yes. Because oh, the yeah. bass underneath that solo is so damn cool. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. He coached me through the whole thing, though. I kind he of said they're going, go here, go do it. I, I it's like playing phenomenal. drums in, in Dave Grohl's band. I, 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 you got, I, I, you got well, Hawkins. <laughs> like, I, 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 maybe sometimes, uh, and Keith played brilliantly on all the stuff um, that he played on. And, yeah, I was going to say, but he, he, played on, he played bass on some stuff. Yeah, too. I just, my, I had this thing, and I knew exactly the direction it needed to go. And I, we're close enough. We played so much together that I know I could kind of like, hey, can you do go this way with it? Because I really had a an idea of where it needed to be. And like when Barrett came in to do uh, Princess Miss Darkness, which is a, a really different song, I didn't send him the demo, but I told him like, when you come in here, this is going to be different. And I've played <laughs> with him a bunch, and I've recorded with him, and I know exactly what he could do. And for those that don't know, Barrett's played in so many bands. I mean, I, oh. just in case, uh, Screaming Trees, yeah. Walking Papers, Mad Season, Mad Season, all that yeah. stuff. A monster drummer. But what we did was basically he came in, and I'm like, okay, he's gonna. I'm like, let's just do a bunch of stuff. He's like, okay, I'm going to give you a take with no cymbals. I'm going to give you a take with this, 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 and this. And the, I'm like, well, in the verses, we're going to take your drums, and we're going to 
pull them apart. We're going to build drum loops and all this stuff. And then in the choruses, we'll have real drums. And, and he was so down, and it was perfect. And um, He's really experimental stuff, too, which is great, including, if you listen, he's on a song called Princess Miss Darkness, and uh, deep in there are Jingle Bells. Yeah, Jingle Bells. He, he processed, and it just sounded amazing. It's about time people bring Jingle Bells into songs right. that aren't exactly. for Christmas. <laughs> 23 all alone and you're haunted. So this is Barrett all through this. It's just tweaked and yeah. You'll be free from your home like you wanted. This is definitely a headphone song right here. Yeah, this is awesome. Just try to Yeah, I think to be honest, this song is all me and Barrett. This almost reminds me of a massive attack track, dude. Oh yeah, totally, dude. Oh, until right there. Yeah, see? <laughs> see? You spoke too soon. This song might have 96 tracks. <laughs> I think that's right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> Not joking. Oh my God. Don't How- they call that kitchen sink? Is that a kitchen sink <laughs> moment? <laughs> it's crazy. How much did uh, Don, who recorded it, hate you for that? He actually, you know, it wasn't. Yeah, we, it was kind of a. The, between the three of us, we were just kind of going nuts. Like we had, a, I think we had a really fun time. Actually. Okay. Yeah. I was like, or, or you want me to mix like this? <laughs> yeah. But like I said, every part was very specific. Um, and a lot of those '96 tracks, where there's probably 30, 35 tracks of drum loops and drum sound. Got you. Like, you know, uh, there was one full kit of choruses, tweaked out kits. You know, it's it's just a little crazy and. Um, you can't tell there's that many tracks, but no, there's a no. lot of stuff here. No. No, we took a Mutt Lang approach on a lot of this stuff. Yeah. The only lick I know. <laughs> Luckily, it's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Guitar 101. I think the guitar solos are the one thing that took me the most takes to do. Because I'm the ones that you did, yeah. Yeah. But 
You played great every time. Playing lead in the yeah. studio's a drag because it's really dry coming at you off the monitors. Yeah. And no matter how warm and round you try and get your tone, it's always a bit harsh and brittle coming yeah. off the studio monitors. Yeah. Headphones. And yeah. so how do you? Oh, I can't even play guitar through headphones. <laughs> it, it's terrible. I call it uh, aluminum foil soaked in hate. Yeah, is what it sounds like. <laughs> in, in, and man, I, I don't know about you as a player, but if I don't like what I'm hearing, mm -hmm. I simply cannot. Play. It's hard. You know, it's like trying to have sex with a concrete wall. It's like, <laughs> I am not aroused wow. by this. Good analogy. I, so, yeah, if, you know, I was able if to pull it off when I was saying, 13. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he had to get drill a hole in it for a bit. Yeah, yeah. If, you're, if you're saying I had a hard time cutting solos in the studio, I just wanted to throw that out there as bro. It's hard to cut solos it, in a studio. It is, well, and it's harder for me also because I'm not just a shredding guitar. Like, if I have a guitar, if I'm putting a guitar solo, it's a written melodic piece of music it's not just like me like oh i'm gonna do some ripping here and shredding and this is oh, i'll find the best one like i have to sit there and write from the first note to the last note of that solo is i write it I'm just well, not that kind of guitar you know, no in a weird way that gives you an advantage at least you've got a road map because right. a lot of times i have a concept right at best mm -hmm. over time that'll become something that i play all the time but right. i just kind of go well let's see what happens Mm -hmm. Which is treacherous. Yes. So, but again, if the cool you, stuff comes out that way, if you've got a solo written in your head and a roadmap of where you want to go, and mm -hmm. again, you're not, it's pretty unforgiving playing guitar in that environment. You yeah. have no, the ambience of a room lends a lot yep. to the space of the instrument, and really, you feed on that as mm -hmm. a player, man. Mm -hmm. I, I yeah. get it, dude. You have to trust your engineer too. I mean, if you have somebody you really trust, then it, you know it sounds like crap. But it's like falling backwards and having your friends catch exactly. you. They're going to be there because yeah. when you hear it on playback, it's like, oh, that sounds great. Don's like, dude, trust me. You yeah. got it. And you're yeah. sitting there going, no, I don't exactly. got it. <laughs> that was me from the first moment. of I could, This was such a personal, not only just the lyrical, it just the whole thing was a very personal project for me to do. And when you do something that personal, and I tend to have a lot of, I mean, we're musicians, um, so there's a lot of confidence that comes out when we're playing live and doing this stuff. But the reality of the fact is, is I'm very insecure and there's a lot of other things that go into my life and my headspace that help me get this stuff out. Mm -hmm. But especially when it's something very personal like this and it's kind of just all me, like I need somebody like kind of holding me up and going, yeah, you're okay. This is, yeah. you're, this is going to be good. Like, you know, no, I hear you because if not, I'm just Terrifying. in my head. I'm like, what the f what the heck, what am I doing, you know? Yeah. Um, when you fudge. hear every little mistake for, that you <laughs> so, That's so, why you work with someone you trust. You work with people you trust. And I was man. giving, like every night, most nights after we were tracking, I would text him and Don. I'm like, what am, like a lot of it was just like, what am I doing? Am I doing, what, if, should I be like, oh, I don't even know. Even until last night, probably, I still, I'm like, what the heck am I gotten myself into? Because I thought it was going to be like, I'll just do this thing on my own. It's been five months of craziness. <laughs> He's like, does this suck? And you guys are just like lying to make me Yeah. <laughs> but then you feel better. Oh, because even with photo shoots you, and all this stuff. You basically summed up, I think, the mentality of every musician. Yeah. Yeah. At least for me, I know that those feelings happen all the time. And it's, 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 it's we're, hard. We're artists. Yeah. And so a lot of this stuff comes from pretty, no matter what kind of music, whether it's Slayer or whatever it is, music comes from pretty deep dark places generally the stuff that i like regardless if it's kind of poppy mm -hmm. or not i'm attracted to that darker thing yep um i like to the juxtaposition a little bit of writing a 
song that doesn't feel dark, but put in dark lyrical content. I agree. I love doing that. That's why I love Faith No More. I always feel like they've captured the essence of being dark while also having poppy sounds to it. Right. Um, For metal sounds. Right. But yeah. So maybe that lent itself from the last five months of where I was in headspace when this started to then when you kind of tread those lines and kind of walk in darkness, I guess, a little bit in your head, and then you do something like this, you kind of have to stay there. And uh, it was really healthy for me to get through this whole thing and finish my thought and do something that I'm proud of. But it was really difficult to stay in that place. I had no choice. I mean, I was just there anyway. But it lent itself to like just isolation and just like this thing because I was focusing on it so much. Um, Like last week when when it finally came out, like I, I really could take a breath. I'm like, oh my god, thank you. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you. Was it was it tough to, especially since you're so vested in this and it mm-hmm. came from such a personal place? Uh-huh. Was it hard for you to say, okay, I'm done. I'm going to take my hands off of this. It's Ooh. over. I've gotten. You know what I mean. You know how it is where you're like, mm-hmm. am I done? Is mm-hmm. it good? Mm-hmm. Am I done? And then that moment where you you have to put it down and yeah, let it steep, so to speak, and I, step back. Did you have trouble with that, or were you able to say, I've captured it. I'm stepping away with. It looked like a clear heart. We, I did. I could. Um, but the residual mental stuff and the other things, I'm not trying to sound super. Dude, you're not, you, you sound like a musician. Right. It was easy to let it go. I, I was really proud. And when, when it was done, I'm like, well, this is all I could have hoped it would have been. But what happens is, is you can let that go and let it breathe into the world. Um, but when you kind of go to a headspace, and you guys have been around me in the last, I mean, You've been a bit frazzled. I'm bi- I've been a bit <laughs> frazzled. Um, but that came from a lot of different things. And I've never... Uh, it just seemed like you were shouldering a lot, Jeff. Well, you know? And I, we knew you how deeply invested in all this you were. Yeah, but you know? it was an extension of where my head was at just in life. Anyway, I think everyone goes through those things at certain mm-hmm. points where there's a car crash in your life. And that, and it, you know, uh, and that comes from a lot of different things. And when many different things hit at the same time... I choose to be creative because that I can't express myself. You can express yourself to friends a little bit. You have conversations, but music is my way of saying exactly how I want to say it. That's mm-hmm. the unfortunate reality though, is when things go sour in your personal life, sometimes great creative things right. happen. That is true. But let me also say there's always three sides to every story. So when you listen to music, you can, and I've had so many messages about these songs and the content of them, and people are like, "Oh my God, what are the songs?" Are you getting the "Are you okay?" Yeah, yeah, yeah that kind of stuff. <laughs> but songs take on a life when you write them, and like I said, there's three sides to every story in any kind of situation. There's a, one person's take, another person's take, and then the truth down the middle. Um, music to me, it gets blurry. It starts out as one thing, mm-hmm. and it's my take on certain things, and maybe certain things I'm saying aren't even me saying them. Maybe it's my me saying what somebody else was saying. You know, it's all blurry. But no, I hear a, you. It's a great way to get that stuff out. But then it's also you get it out, but then you have friends and people yeah, that are fans of what sure, you're doing sure. with now the questions about what they're hearing, and it's yeah. like almost like, oh, I felt like I was like washed of this. I'm, I've absolved myself of these thoughts in a way. Yeah. But now I have to kind of go back into that mindset to explain sometimes to people 
in your life, like, well, oh, this is where I was coming from with the, the this song. And yeah. you don't have to be worried about me. This was a moment that I needed to get That's out. That's exactly. I'm not going to ever really explain it too much. Well, well it, it, they become other people's interpretations. That's what I was going to say. Which, it, is, which it should be. But then, you know. You if you've done your job, yeah, people exactly. are going to assign their own meanings to it. Exactly. Which is, then you've nailed it. Because now, now you've, done it. you've connected with your audience. Exactly. And you've given them something really special, you right. know. So, yeah, but. Depending on what they glean from it, you're going to get that. Um, what is this about? I right. mean, sometimes that's a challenging question to answer. Well, especially because it's therapy for other people at that point. Like yeah. they're, they're hearing. Yep. You don't want to rob them of that, yeah. right, you know. And, and, and I don't know what it's like for you as a lyricist, but sometimes literally from line to line, I'm talking about completely different subject matter, yeah. but lacing them all together. Mm -hmm. So when someone says, what's that song really about? It's like, ugh. <laughs> How much time you got? <laughs> yeah. You want to go get dinner? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I see that even sometimes we have that with what we do here on the podcast. Like we talk about things more so on the podcast and even on the morning show where I feel like the guard is down yeah. way more mm -hmm. because it's such a, a, a unique medium because it becomes way more personal. And there are times where we'll be at a show or at an event and somebody wants to talk about something that maybe I never wanted to talk about in public. I just... Mm -hmm. When a microphone's in front of me, no different than probably when a guitar is on, yeah. you feel safe. Yep. And then all of a sudden now I'm put in this situation where I'm talking about something that is really hard to talk about. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it happened recently where I said, I, I'm not, as much as I have great stories about something that's gone on in my life, it's been really personal and it's hard to have that conversation. I'm trying to have a kid. Yeah. And I, I don't talk about it now on the podcast, even though I've had so many incredible stories. I wish I, if we ever do have a child, I've been keeping notes. Uh -huh. I'm ready to write a book of how awkward this experience has been. I just want to go to his house and sit there with a dictaphone and be like, Steve, start talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And I'll but just you know, transcribe it all, man. Mm -hmm. And I know like I've had people email and send messages and they're like, I'm going through the same stuff. And I appreciate having that. Mm -hmm. No different, like finding that interpretation, and it's like, gosh, that's that's cool. Like, I love that, but man, it's, I hit a point where I was just getting it was too dark, it was too yeah. hard, and it was hurting me. And it mm -hmm. was, you know, and it's there's someone else that's also involved in this, yep. and that's my wife. And it's, you know, it's 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 constantly a struggle, but like, so I, I, I don't have the Connection when it comes to writing a song. I play drums. I just hit drums. No, but you them, have a connection. Try to make them sound good with you guys no. and with crazy crap you guys are writing. Yeah. But, but I do have, and yes. I think Rev could attest to it too, like we have the microphone. This yes. is in a weird way. This is our art. Yep. Mm -hmm. No, it absolutely is. Yeah. And you're absolutely 100% correct. And, and um, we're all lucky that we have a medium that we can get that God, stuff yes. out. But it's also that double-edged sword at some point because we can open up in these situations. You let out things maybe inadvertently sometimes that like, Oh my gosh, I just said that, yes. or, you know, I'm <laughs> all um, the time, yep. which God, is, yeah. which is crazy. And it's, you know, um, it's can be super healthy and it's just, um, we all, I just always have to remember to keep some pieces. We all have to remember to keep some pieces of this stuff to ourselves. Um, we'll never let it all out. Well, you can be vulnerable while still being private. Yes. yes. Yeah. And in, in the context of a song, if people sense vulnerability, that's mm -hmm. something that I think everyone strives to not be. Mm -hmm. And so when they hear it in, yep. in any medium, even if they're watching a film yep. and connecting with a character, mm -hmm. again, that's the gift you give to, you know, it's one of those things you're, you guys are entertainers. Mm -hmm. You're entertainers. And if you're connecting with a listener on any level, especially a vulnerable level, but you, you have to, 
There's stuff. There's stuff that's for you, and then there's stuff that's for the world. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. And mm-hmm. you got to know where to draw that line, or you end up really feeling crazy. Right, because if you don't draw it, nobody else is. That's right. That's yeah. the that's hard right. part I've noticed in myself is that there are times where I'll go somewhere, and I bet you guys have experienced this as well. Writing a song where it's something that's super personal, and someone wants to talk about it, and you can't begrudge them for wanting to talk about it. But it's like I have that hard time when someone brings up something about my life that I've talked about on here that I I genuinely don't want to talk about in public. How do I shut this down without being a dick? Right. You know what I mean? Because it's it's not their fault they want to talk about it. In fact, it's freaking awesome that they do because it mattered. Yeah, it and that's what you somewhere. want. You want that to matter. And, and they, they're not – it's not up to them to know what the line is. It's yep. Yep. So it's a, it's a hard thing to navigate at yeah. times. I know I have a hard time with that, and I try and be better about it because there's times where someone comes up and they don't mean any harm, and I just shut down. Mm-hmm. And I just – I'm trying to find a way to get away from them. And it's nothing they've done personally – they don't deserve to be treated that way, and I try my best not to come off like I'm being distant. But boy, like there are times internally that I'm just like falling apart. I'm like, no, I just need. I just want to buy my groceries. Right. I don't know how many. Right. I don't know how many times I've had to go poop. <laughs> when I got a club. I'm sorry, man. I got to go poop. Yeah, go poop. Oh, dude, it, it's, it's a lot of this too. Oh wait. Oh, I get a call coming in. Uh, I know. Yeah. I know. I've told you guys about the uh, the old men's room at the Central where they cut the stall door in half to keep people from partying in there. And yeah. I'd be in there yeah. doing some business, yeah. and people'd walk up to the urinal and they'd look over and be like. No way, Glenn. What's up, man? And I am sitting down on the toilet. Guys, I'm I'm pooping. Hey, brother, what's up? Man, you guys are killer. You playing next week? Yeah, we'll be... Mm, over, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, and I couldn't believe it was happening, and it oh, never even God. occurred to this person that maybe, maybe this was in a maybe not a good <laughs> back to the poop. Back to the poop. <laughs> Everything always comes back uh, to the poop. It really does. So if we were discussing really boundaries, does. I just thought I'd share something that happened no. to me more no. than once. This this uh, this uh, podcast is. Took a turn to some like everyone's like I thought you guys were rock and roll guys you're being all vulnerable and talking about poop (laughs) we're just a bunch of sensitive poopers yes exactly (laughs) that's our new side project when you guys let me write songs the band's called the sensitive poopers exactly (laughs) because that's what all the songs will be about I I am I've been kicking around been talking with Jake and Bobby from Van Epps about doing a little one off thing and calling it Uncle Bad Touch do you think that's (laughs) (laughs) Uncle Bad Touch and the sensitive poopers what could go wrong I'm in oh no I think the three of us will just go up there and go off like a bomb. I mean, they're yeah. a great rhythm section, and it'll be a one. But I was trying to think of, you I'd know, watch wh- it. what are we going to call this? And mm-hmm. Uncle Bad Touch. Oh, I love it. You know? Oh, God. But I don't want to look out in the crowd and see, like, one person crying a little. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's bound oh, to happen. Oh, that's funny. So uh, uh, what's what's the future hold for the Gemini? Obviously, you got the show that people can't go to. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, we're going we're gonna to try and do more shows that people can't go to. Yeah. So and what's, of, what's the live band like? Like, who's in the band? So it's um it's Sean Zeller and Keith nice and Ryan Waters on guitar and okay and um, this time are you this just time. singing Jack I'm singing and playing guitar I've, okay. I've been through this whole thing I'm like well should I get it so right now it's a four piece and and actually Kathy and Jan are going to come down and do the background vocals on awesome. that song yeah. yeah um but you know I didn't. The interest, we're in a weird place as musicians in the industry. We all talk about this all the time. And we it's it's a common conversation anytime you're talking about music with band guys and what do you do? And um I was just gonna make an EP and then I was gonna like, oh my god, it's done. We better play a show. But I didn't, like I said, I didn't want to do a big show. I wanted to do something to kind of that we can control. Mm-hmm. This whole thing is really about me having control mm-hmm. of something. I respect that. Yeah. You know, um, and not trying to be selfish about it, but I think it was important for me to 
to do that. And the show is kind of another perfect example of that. It's like, okay, let's just do this little thing and we'll, you know, we're in control. There's, we're going to just play the EP. It'll be great. So we'll do maybe another one of those this summer, but maybe instead of only 80 people being there, maybe we'll be a hundred people there. Mm-hmm. and we'll just do it that way. And we'll kind of just build it and, already just thinking about recording more songs but i should not even start thinking about that at the point we'll get there um just want to um enjoy this not you know um did it all myself ourselves put it out ourselves. um just let it kind of grow on its own and let it see what happens and i think yeah. the beauty in this is that um you know obviously jeff it's jeff's thing and he needs to be there but it can be anybody and it can be anything like it's not yes it's not like you have to have x person come in right and make, you know mm-hmm. so the future is kind of, you know, whatever we want to do with it versus kind of being locked into a... Well, if I show up wearing search. my Ryan Waters shirt and Ryan Waters is not on guitar, I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> he's, 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 Ryan's a, a great guy. He's a, he's yeah. a, a, a treasure, that if, guy. If Ryan Waters isn't there, I'm sure there's another venue you can go see him at, at <laughs> yeah. that exact moment yes. because that's why yeah. he's not there. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. He's also doing the Road Case Royale thing with Nancy Wilson and... Uh, Damn. And... Um, he has that going on. And he was Sade's guitar player for 15 years. Yeah. Still is. You know. I don't know if you, you guys ever seen that Sade thing on like Access TV, that beautiful concert? No. I mean, I love her. She's amazing. Yeah, and, you should check uh, it out. It's great. Yeah. It's, it's pretty incredible. He's a figure. I have so he's, many stories about him. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, he's one of those guys, you, you know, he'll just start, he'll, some story will come up and it's like, oh, that's amazingly cool that, you know. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about something in passing, and all of a sudden he's like, you yeah, know, blah, 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 too. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute. Can you repeat that? Yeah. <laughs> that was a really cool story that when, flew by there. <laughs> so when I first met him, a real quick story is um, I worked at Base Northwest, and there was a bus stop right outside, a school bus stop. And I would see this guy out there every day, like a fedora hat, looked like, you know, maybe he had like a Ramones T-shirt on, a leather jacket. But, like, I was like, what? This guy's so cool looking. And, um these kids would come off the bus and then he started coming. We started talking, kind of found out a little bit about him. And then one day the phone rings, he's like, Hey Jeff, this is Ryan. I'm like, Hey, what's up? He's like, do you guys have a scale? I'm like, well, uh, like at first I'm like, like, what do you mean? Like drugs or like, I didn't, right. I didn't get it. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. It's sad that my mind immediately yeah, yeah, went yeah. through too. So, um, <laughs> and I'm like, of white stuff. He's like, no, big one? like I, I don't have a lot of time. I need to weigh my pedal board. I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah. Just come over. Cause he lived right around the corner. So he runs over with this big pedal board. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, well, I just got a call from Princess. I need to get to Paisley Park today. And, but like he's a musician. So it's like you're paying for it. You're like, he doesn't want to have to pay a bunch of overages for it. It was just this really funny thing. And he came running. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, I'm going, I, I, I got to be at Paisley Park tonight. And like, where and, do I you ever hear someone say what that? What a terrible problem to right. have. No, like to me, and like <laughs> yeah. I'm a huge prince. I mean, I, I loved him. Yeah. And, and still love him. And, uh, like to have a little insight to those little things was always really super cool, and um, wow, f- yeah. I, there's more stories I could go about that, but Ryan's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so again, uh, Friday night again, yep. people can't go, but yeah. it's gonna, if you, maybe just, <laughs> yep. just hang around the club. Yep. You can listen from the outside, but th- get people the record, bought tickets. Well, it's freaking it, awesome! Yeah, I really, thank you. I thank love you what you put out, and you guys, congratulations on an thank incredible you. record. Uh, uh, before we go, and, and uh, this has been a really fun one, I think. For anyone who's a musician, that's probably a lot of people listening that are just nodding their head, like the insecurities and oh, sure. just the art of it all. And for those that aren't, I think you get a good peek inside the mind of 
the artist mm-hmm. and the person that's putting out the music that you enjoy because mm-hmm. it's, it's sometimes it's a struggle. Yep. I, I, I really enjoyed listening to that. One thing I want to kind of say to anybody that's listening to this thing, and it's something that I've, I've been doing work and I've been exploring. I think at a certain point in your life, you need to get out of your own head and start asking for help. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that can come in many different ways, but I want a lot of awful things and sad things have happened to friends and musicians this last year. And I think it doesn't matter if you're a musician or if you're a barista or whatever, and you start doubting and you start having problems, I think it's really important to reach out and, and to talk about it. Um, yeah, I second that. And, and uh, there's resources out there for any of those people. And I don't, you know, no one should ever really feel like they're alone, even though it's easy to get in your own head and it's hard to talk about. There's anonymous places you can call just to talk to anonymous sources. Talk to your parents, talk to your friend, talk to your dog, talk to, just get out of your own way and ask for help. And asking for help is one of the hardest things to do when you're in a rough situation and having asked for help myself, I can't tell you what a difference it makes when you get help. Yeah. And that applies to almost any situation. Yeah, absolutely. So I know that's kind of heavy, but it's something that I've explored and it's, and it's helped me a whole bunch. Um, and, you know, just don't be afraid to talk. Mm-hmm. You know, talking is important. And we're men, we're musicians and all that stuff and we're macho, but... You know, we'll talk about poop and chicks and, and, and <laughs> drink and, and you know, all this stuff. But in the end, we have to have happy, healthy lives. Yeah. And, and look out for each other. We have to look out for each other. I do have to say, though, my dog has given me some really bad advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my cat has given me some yeah. questionable advice. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Don't take the cat's yeah. advice. Unless, ever. unless dude, they're qualified. My yeah. dog is belly rub motivated. It doesn't matter <laughs> what I'm talking about. Dude, mine too. If, if I'm not rubbing her belly, she's not listening. Yep, exactly. I mean, it's, it's scary how obsessed she is with a belly rub, which is funny because my wife gets mad at me if I'm not giving her a back rub, right? If I stop for a half a second, she's like, mm. Like she does that weird spasm yeah. thing. Like <laughs> keep rubbing my back, right? So then my dog, it's like a weird like circle of weird rubs, and I get none. You're like and, a manservant, right? I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. dude. It's a good thing you have two arms. So then my wife is like rubbing the dog's belly, and she stops for a second, and Lulu's just like slapping the tail on the couch, like growling at her, and she's like, "Oh, I, that's so she's funny." Like, I can't even stop for a half a second, and you're doing. And I'm like, well, that's you. Where do you think she learned this? This is my <laughs> life. By watching you, right? The two of you just can't stop being touched by yours truly. <laughs> ah, there we go. Now it got weird. Uh, that's, that's what today's all about. Let's so just get weird. I, I wanted to ask. You know, obviously, so this this first show mm-hmm. is kind of spoken for, but. Mm-hmm. Will you guys run down again where people can hear about upcoming events, where oh, they can find all yes. your material, just feed the audience, because I know they're going to want to be able to access you, you know, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Glenn. Yeah, so on all the social media platforms, Instagram, you know, all the Twitter, all that stuff, um, that's how you get your information out there. Um, um, we'll be updating all of that stuff all the time. Whether They're just looking for Jeff Rouse, or they're looking the for Gemini. Gemini? The, the Gemini. Gemini. Okay. And, and finding Jeff Rouse will get you there, too. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. um yeah, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Bandcamp will always have what's going on for mm-hmm. sure. And um, yeah, like we'll let people know when something's going on. Absolutely. If we manage to do something else. Well, no, we will. Uh, we, we're gonna, I got a feeling it'll happen. You guys yeah. open Pandora's box. You're not going to close it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. soon. No, it's, 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 it's like Bruiser, Bruiser Brody. Same yeah. Yep. Like, Sometimes yes. the best stuff happens with zero expectations. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yep. That's yep. out of the bag. I, I agree with that 100%. Mm-hmm. And if you enjoy doing it, don't yep. stop doing yep. it. That's Life is exactly. way too short, you know? Yep. No, no, be- this has been really an amazing, fun 
easy experience. Yeah. Um, at least for me. Well, <laughs> I noticed that you, were, you were smiling in all the photos. Most of the photos I saw of Jeff, he had like beads of sweat on his brow. <laughs> well, you know, even deep uh, contemplation. Like, you get you the know? beat up Jeff. What, what can be better? It's, it's, oh, we're talking about the Gemini. I thought you were talking about the podcast. I thought this has been a great experience for you. Yeah, this is also. Silly me. It was yeah. universal praise. Yeah, universal yeah. Everything. Now, before we get running, I do want to uh, give people another cool thing that's happening this weekend. Uh, we're going to wrap up the podcast because we got to get back to the studio. Oh, but, studio. But uh, Saturday night, Glenn, you are playing a show. Yeah, actually, at Slim's uh, Last Chance. I'll be at Slim's Last Chance with uh, my bros in Stoic FB. They're an amazing rock band. Um, I, I I never know how to quite sum them up. They just have killer harmonies, amazing guitar playing. It's it's like if Chevelle had. This sounds so bad, but if Chevelle had, I like Chevelle. If they yeah. had better written songs with amazing vocals and a killerly guitar player, that would be Stoic FB. <laughs> <laughs> so if they weren't Chevelle. Yeah, I'm not said, trying to diss Chevelle. I, I just I don't know I how else your to. Your fanboy there, uh, there Steve. yeah, <laughs> Steve's just pouting now. Just pooped on my taste. But uh, those guys are. The music starts at nine o'clock. Those guys are on first. They're an amazing band um, and really really cool people. Um, Malcolm Williams. Uh, Ryan Carney, as you know, came out and shot uh, Bruiser Brody at the Croc. Oh, yeah, Hem Films. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Or no, not Ryan Carney. That's Ryan Healy. There's Healy. two Ryans in that band. Oh, um, Adam Birchman <laughs> on drums. Great people. Amazingly talented guys. Uh, and then my buddy Tyler Jakes, who's on tour. Um, this is some of Tyler's stuff. My man, Steve. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What happened? Oh, there <laughs> Way to go, Rev. But Tyler's promoting his his new uh, his new record, and he's coming through on tour. Um, he'll be playing as well. Really sweet guy, amazingly talented, and just a hustler. And then my blues band is going to be rounding out the night, and um, I don't know when we're going to play again. And his blues so. band is... Killer. Friggin' yes. killer. Thank you. Yeah, it's mind-blowing. Man, you talk about a record I need to get out. Yeah, no kidding. Dude. You know, I gotta get that out so I can get on to my next purge. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, we'll be rounding out the night, man. So please come to Slim's Last Chance. Uh, Tyler, a bunch of great musicians, and and me. I'll be trying to keep up with my players. Um, join us, please, because I don't I don't know when the blues band's going to get back together. It'll probably be sometime this fall. So it'll be your last chance. And if the weather's good, we'll be playing outside. Nice, awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. Come Love to Slim Saturday and join us, please. And this is uh, this is Tyler Jakes. Tyler Jakes, and the song is called Portraits in Reverse. Yeah, cool music, cool man. sounding. Yeah, he's an awesome guy. So talented, man. So talented. It's funny because um, so we got Friday night, obviously Gemini. Saturday yeah. night, and the, the whole idea of this podcast, I was like, we're gonna plan your entire weekend. There so we Saturday go. Night, <laughs> we had Slim's last chance. You could go see uh, Glenn and Blues Trio, as well as Tyler Jakes and Stoic FB. And I was like, and on Sunday, but in true Ronald McFondle form, he is not here. <laughs> I've not heard from him. I was wondering what was going on. I was like, don't that's we have right, Ronald I, McFondle? I knew there was another guest, but I'd forgotten. I was like looking. No, I was that's waiting why I keep for like a my text phone. message. I keep checking my Facebook Messenger because that's how we communicate. And then I keep checking the email from our front desk to say, hey, a weird clown that has a shocker logo on his. <laughs> Talk about different forms of it art. It's going right. to get a lot weirder in here. Yeah. Is it this one? It's is two that? in the pink, one in the stink. Oh, yeah. Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. You take your ring finger and you bring it down. I got you. Okay. Have you ever seen the person that has a picture of the Neapolitan ice cream? 
which is chocolate oh, vanilla God. strawberry. Oh, my God. Yeah. And they got the two in the strawberry <laughs> and one oh, in the chocolate. God. It's terrible. Yes. But isn't the shocker also technically Jerry Garcia's hand? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. no. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dear. You're right. I just love that we're listening to his music as we're talking. <laughs> Tyler, we love you, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Sorry we made it weird. You can yeah, well, Music to do the shocker to. Despite our babbling, you can hear that this is really it's cool, cool yeah. stuff, <laughs> man. This is awesome. But uh, uh, Ron, J- Josh, who's a.k.a. Ronald McFondle, he does his annual birthday bash, and it's at the Fun House this Sunday. He says, it's time for my crazy clown party again. So I just want to give him love, because knowing him, he's he busts his ass. He's always hustling. He does. He's the main guy that does lights at the showbox. Awesome. So he's he's got crazy late night, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's just still asleep right now. He's going to wake up and feel bad. So, if you want to have a good time, a bunch of really attractive women dressed as clowns doing weird stuff. Nice. Wow. In addition okay, to Ronald McFondle. Did you notice suddenly he had my attention? Yeah. Did you see that? Right. Clowns? Hmm. You've seen the videos of the clown girls. Remember? With the ketchup being squirted yeah. in his face? Condiment. Oh, man. No, I was, party. I was mixing some micro, Microsoft live broadcast event, <laughs> and Steve sends me this, hey, you got to check out this Ronald McFondle video. And I'm like, all right. And I'm sitting I mean, <laughs> all right. among both the hoity and the toity. And I'm kind of in the back. And it's literally, it gets into this, it's like got silent picture captions. And these girls have strap-on ketchup and mustard bottles. Oh and they're doing, doing all this terrible stuff. It's got a clown suit. And I'm watching this. Like, looking over my shoulder, like, I'm going to get arrested in here. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I don't know if this yeah. is illegal, but I'm pretty sure it might be. And I text Steve and, and Rev, and I'm like, this is where I'm at right now as I'm watching this. And of course, they're replying, like, B-W-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H. Jesus. Fantastic. We're witnessing pictures at this moment. Okay. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I just got to say, too, if you're catching this, Tyler, this tune's rad. This yeah. is awesome. Yeah, right. You guys come see Tyler Saturday night, man. and uh, Probably won't be any ketchup or uh, mustard bottles. No, no, but track him down. Pick up his record, man. This is really good stuff. So that's uh, Saturday night. So, uh, once again, Gemini, Friday night, but obviously just stand outside and listen. Yeah. Uh, Saturday <laughs> night. Jeez. <laughs> Clobbers, Jeff. <laughs> no, it's clobbers. No, actually, I no, I love that. That's, that's exactly good. what I wanted to do. Right. Yeah. You want so. people outside listening. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> buy, the album, yeah, it's buy, be a, buy it. Buy the record. Buy the record. Yeah. Check the record out Saturday night. Check out Glenn Cannon and the Blues Trio. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Jakes and Stoic FB at Slim's Last Chance Saloon. And then on Sunday night, go hang out with a bunch of crazy clowns, including Ronald McFondle for his birthday bash at the Funhouse in Seattle. Uh, it should be a great time. So let's get out of here. Woo! Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, guys. Thanks for coming to Have a good rest of the day in the studio. Yeah, we'll keep you up. You better. Uh, yep. We were killing yeah. it yesterday. I want good more pictures, more funny pictures of Travis. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing the new Bruiser Brody stuff. Yeah, yeah. Five songs uh-huh. recorded, yeah. and then we're going to combine the first five and the last five, and I have our full length out, and hopefully we'll have it out We'll definitely have it out before Pain in the we'll Grass. We'll have it out before Pain in the Grass. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, to make that a goal. And don't forget, we're going to be playing Pain in the Grass yes, on Saturday. Yeah. I don't know, opening up for Stone Temple Pilots, The Uh-oh. Cult. The Cult. Bush. Yeah. yeah. Our bros Allison in the Chains. walking papers are on, actually, yeah. right it's after us. see a lot of friends on stage that uh-huh. You can go to yeah. KISW.com to get all that information. All right, let's just get out of here. Let's go to the studio. I'll probably take a nap on the couch. Have a great day, world. <laughs> and stay positive. Thank you.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.